The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We have a kick-ass episode for you today. Uh, my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. You're watching Splash Pages of the Club. And uh, as always, Velvet Joker. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Excited about tonight's show. It's pretty uh, awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Drew, my friend, how's it going? I'm good. I, I know I'm clean shaven, so I feel like my perception's a little a little weird now. But when did we get an Avenger intro? Uh, like, we've we've had that in the queue for a while. I was afraid to play it because somebody convinced me that I would get sued for playing it. Uh, but yeah, I I hired an awesome artist to uh, commission that. that so that's awesome. all original art. Yeah, nice. I felt very inspired watching that, but. Yeah. But yeah, come back to me later. I'm 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 eating. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. we, we have somebody in in the green room here. Well, uh, Velvet Joker, would you you brought somebody with you? 
hold on, hold on. I did. I did. I did. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I did. I invited two very, very special people. Um, one I've known for got to be close to seven, eight years now. Mr. Rick Stafford, the true Aquaman, Aquaman cosplayer and fitness guru, and his newly engaged bride-to-be, the goddess, the empress herself, Athena Finger. What an interesting Heir to the Batman. Oh, my God. How are you tonight, Athena? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to finally meet you face-to-face. It oh, is very nice to meet you face to face. Awesome. So um, I've known your hubby to be for quite a long time. Um, Rick and I, where is he? Is he, is he, he, is he running be, late? He's coming on any second. I, I yeah. He, he's, is he like spearing a narwhal or something? I, I was going to say, are you saying, are, is he talking finger, to the fishies? Miss Fina, are you saying that he likes to make a splash? Just is that that's where we're going? Okay, you know, kings and whatnot, they they do like flair for the dramatic. He's the true royalty, absolutely. But you know, we're super happy that you're here, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm almost speechless, it's so awesome to actually have you here and uh, to, to be in your presence because. Um, I first learned about your grandfather when I first moved up here to Massachusetts. Um, someone put on a play in a community theater, a gentleman that watches here called Dave Almeida. And he put on a play about your dad. And I first I learned about... I was at that first opening night for that performance. What's... And I was also at the one, very first Rhode Island that um, Lenny did, the actual writer of the play. So I was at both of those performances that's awesome. oh wow i'm surprised I... we didn't meet were you there at the opening night for the i, one I was not there? there opening night i got ah, there at a late... that's why i think i was there the last weekend of, of the show and uh so it was a great show that sucks. It, it was it was a great show <laughs> it was it was actually reworked the show and he will be doing it off broadway in new york i believe Oh, cool. That's year. awesome. I have That's to check awesome. on that because he's so busy. He does so much. Mm-hmm. Now, Athena, um, I, I don't want to take all your attention because I have my buddies here. That's Leo up on the Hi, left. Leo. Hello. And he is the head of the Dorkening Podcast Network, and he has over 40 shows on his network. Oh, wow. And, uh, and he's a big fan of the Batman. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and absolute pleasure to meet you. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm... I'm lost for words right now because this is. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at us, we're all flimped. We're graced with royalty. I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we have Drew here, which is was, a. a <clears throat> thank you. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, I hope your dinner was good. <laughs> chickpeas, gotta love it. Healthy Ooh, dinner. Yummy. You know. Made by the made by the lady of the house. So uh, hold on, was it actually chickpeas or was it Ghostbusters cereal? Okay, you know what? First things first. Okay. Ooh. All right. <laughs> she doesn't need to know these things. We have to gradually ease her into each of our individual personalities. No, just rip it off. No, no, it's fine. You know what? Fine. No. So first things first. Hi. These two suck at introductions. So I'm going to take control. <laughs> of the time. Um, 
it is a pleasure to meet you. I've been a fan of the Batman for ages. Um, I when he, when Rich said, "Oh, we're going to be doing this," I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Like we really are extending Aww. our budget. This is fantastic. Um, and I've told a few people who are alpha nerds, like all three of us, and they're like, "That's amazing." I was like, "This is my Tuesday night, so you know, y'all need to level up because this is the kind of thing I'm doing." Um, <laughs> but also because uh, we found out we were going to be in the presence of a cosplay king, I was like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm wearing the proper yes. stuff." So I'm like, That's "Same nice club, show. buddy." Where'd you get that one? I don't think uh, he this has is a that gift. One. This is a Christmas gift. Uh, I, I myself am an Aquaman fan, brave and the bold all the way, just because awesome. I like saying outrageous in brazen tones. Um, but as I was saying, uh, so psyched you're here. So many questions to ask, but we only have so much time. So take it away, Rich. You'll have to have me on again. <laughs> See, Absolutely. We'll oh. have a repeat performance. Totally. Rich, nice, nicely done. We, we like, now, we like, now we Athena, like now you movies. are a, a, a professor of mathematics, is that correct? I used to be. Um, when I lived in South Florida, I was teaching at a small college and I did teach developmental mathematics and I loved it. And then I relocated to Orlando and I gave up that job um, and taught a little bit here in Orlando, but I'm actually leaving education and switching gears and going into something else <laughs> oh, <smart>. <laughs> gotta mix uh, it up a little bit you know <laughs> it's, it's a tough game uh just curious and i definitely don't want to pry but uh, my wife was a teacher as well and uh unfortunately she left teaching due to just the the uh the abysmal pay of teachers what, it's what, not what, just that it's the bullshit you have to put up with sorry i'm just gonna say it no I mean, no you complete crap can curse and say <laughs> fuck shit damn crap all that stuff okay because it get is an nc17 rating go what for they it they are making not just the teachers but what the students are going through i still teach privately i've been a private tutor for almost 20 years mm. um and what i see that's happening is not of any benefit mm -hmm. i mean maybe it's just particular for where i am and what i've come across but you know there's so much dependence on the computer and so much dependence on standardized tests and mm -hmm. so little emphasis on free thought or creativity Mm -hmm. at a young age um that we're getting these little drones of people that don't really know how to think for themselves anymore because they have a computer that can do all their thinking for them and they can just type they don't even have to type into it they just have to speak to it and it will answer all their questions or do whatever tasks they want them to do so it's really bizarre because I'm I'm pretty old school. <laughs> I like, you know, a piece of paper and a pencil and you write down the problem and you work it out and then there's a real connection with what you're trying to learn. But that's just the way I think education should be. <laughs> and I don't fit into that mold, so I have to, you know, have to move on. Well, thank you for the honest answer. And uh, yeah. we, oh, of course, I we, could we, talk we, education. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom, uh, just like Liz's wife, my mother was a uh, was a teacher for forty years, and I even was a substitute teacher at one point. So, totally, we get it. But someone else yes. just joined. So, hello. yes, 
Royal T showed hey up finally. He had to make his entrance. Yeah. Hey Rick, how are yeah. you tonight? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys tonight? Awesome, awesome. So my buddies Leo and Drew, and and that's Athena right next to you. Oh hi. Yes. Oh my yes. god. No way. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Oh, she is. She's so attractive. Oh my god. She's now Rick, totally... I've I've known you online for got to be somewhere between six and ten years. At least, yeah. Now, uh, now we bonded as as fathers, um, and you were you were doing Aquaman, and I was doing Joker up in New York, and you were doing Aquaman down in Florida, and uh, somehow yep. we discovered each other, and uh, probably probably in the middle of Dragon Con. Okay, possibly so because yeah. of your amazing armored uh, Aquaman cosplay that you did, yeah. which was yeah. phenomenal, of course. Um, but now, congratulations to both you two because you are now engaged. We are. Thank we are. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. 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 Love totally. Has been found. That's what. That's what's been happening. Is the, the king of Atlantis <laughs> oh, and the empress the of Gotham. Oh, we're totally going to oh, show yeah. the video. Oh this yeah, is... we're we're showing it. Now, <laughs> this is, oh my God. This, now this Rick is... sent us this video where he was that's getting his jump wings. He he jumped out of a yes. plane like a maniac. Six times. Not Multiple times. Yeah, six, six times. times. And and then he has to go through this line of giant men punching Punch this thing <laughs> into his chest. Yeah, these so are like, all special How opera. red yeah, was your are... chest that evening? Surprisingly, not that bad. I I mean, once the blood was washed off, it was almost like Wolverine healing. I mean, it was it was actually yeah. I, you know what? Listen, people do birthday punches harder than this. Like this is yeah, He's but this fine. is like putting actual like puncture into a skin like, more than one. Yeah, two. that is that is a pin. That's some stabbing. I mean, man. there like, was that, yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah. No, the the backing. Is, yeah, blood you, there. Yeah, you can see the blood. They're not messing around, and he did that yeah. twice. He got it on both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he kept smiling. He kept smiling no matter what. Of course. Yeah, because I knew what was because I knew what was coming. He cannot. Yeah. Like you can flinch, but you can't. Like you can't. You got to take it like a man. Yeah, yeah I'm watching the video. I'm watching all the guys come down the line. I'm like, oh man, that guy coming up is huge. Yeah. Yeah. They're intimidating. Yep. And, it, and, it, and these were all so special nice. operations. They're the nicest guys ever. Mm -hmm. But so it's, he, he, he said, oh, you got to watch this video. And I watched this. I was like, man, this is better than when people propose at conventions. And I've been <laughs> involved in some of that. You know, I mean, those are pretty epic, especially if you know it's coming. You're like, oh, man. But then this, I was like, it's going to come no out of the damn plane. Proposing no is idea. nothing. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That is that much. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was worth getting punched 26 times, guys. <laughs> For the world to see. Outrageous. <laughs> Definitely a happy moment. And Miss Fingo, think of it this way: you can say, "What did he do after he proposed?" Well, he jumped out of a plane. So the very next, which I did. There you go. And pulled through. 
Yeah, and actually, I was the to next jump out of a plane tandem that day, but the weather had turned and I wasn't able to jump. And so he had this whole thing planned, and I had no idea. And I just like, I, I, I look erect because I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't get to jump. There's not going to be any pictures of me. I'm not going to, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the end of the day. I'm and, and then, yeah, and then she regretted it the rest of the time. Day. And then he pulls this on me, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I even threw a hint. I said, I even threw a hint to her. I said, hey, did, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. I said, hey, you know, put on some eye makeup or something. You know, just, just, you know, be around the guys. You know, kind of doll up a little bit. Subtle. How happy you guys look. That's awesome. You guys look so happy. That's that's the best part of it. I see. Have you jumped out of a plane too? I was going to, but like I said, the weather. Uh, it got um really cloudy and the winds picked up, so they didn't think it was gonna be safe. But I am gonna do it. Awesome. It's on my list of things to do. So mm-hmm. hopefully in the next few months I'll be able to get out there and and actually do my jump because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Can oh, we yeah. get a bad yeah, cape I- on you? Can we get a bad cape? <laughs> oh, Rick, can we make that happen, Rick? I'll I'm working on that. Yeah, funny uh-huh. story though is. The special operations guys who run this program, they actually want me to do a water jump because they did a water jump on Sunday. I wasn't there on Sunday. We did a convention um, in Leesburg, so we weren't able to be there for Sunday. Otherwise, I would have totally done a water jump. But they want me to come back in March when they're doing Operation uh, Sand Snake and do a water jump in an Mm -hmm. Aquaman costume. So that is that is in the in the work. Awesome. So you're creating a new thing called cause jumping. So yes, that's, yes, that's what I'm pretty much. Hearing. Okay. Yes. So yes. Now, I well, there is already there is a Wonder Woman to do it, but yeah, because there was a Wonder Woman who actually jumped. She's a skydiver out there, and she actually dresses as Wonder Woman and jumps out. And there's another one that does a Mandalorian, has a full Mandalorian armor, and we didn't wow. see it. We heard about it. Right. Leo, that's the way. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah, that is the way. <laughs> that is the way. <laughs> Throw out a baby gro- Grogu and chase it. There you go. Now, Rick, but... Rick, in true Aquaman fashion, now you you swim every morning, a a huge yeah. distance. Yes. How how bit how long is that? Uh, well, like today, three miles today. Three wow. miles. And yeah, and, just... and 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 how many years ago were you? Double your current size? As Physically? far as... Uh, I don't know. I I mean, at one point, I was 200 and... What was it? 240 pounds at my highest weight. Right. Um, and you just and that worked was, that all off. It's amazing. Yeah. What a yeah, journey turned, you've been on. Yeah, I got turned down for health insurance. Um, and that, that was kind of like, the, oh, well, that's... I thought I was just big boned or that, you know, it was all muscle and it wasn't, it was fat. I was lying to myself and I said, okay, you know what? I got to do something about this. So went back to military style training and for the next 20 plus years, just stayed the the course. And uh, yeah, I actually ran a fitness program, military style fitness program for over 20 years. Nice. That's incredible. Oh boy. Quite a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Two Ironmans later. So, and, oh, and wow. how did you actually end up meeting Athena? Did you meet her at a con? Actually, yes. did at a very small con, probably no bigger than the room you're in. Um, at the same person a, whose con we were at on, on Sunday. 
so that he yeah. couldn't do the jump. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Four years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. It was kind so, of like our anniversary con. <laughs> exactly. So, so we had to we had to do his con for him because that was our anniversary con. But the funny thing was, it was such a small con that I didn't even do Aquaman. Um, I figured it wasn't even worth doing Aquaman. And I hadn't gotten to work some, wear some of my other con outfits. So I said, you know what? Let me do my Fallout cosplay, my Bolt mm -hmm. Dweller. Mm -hmm. So I put on this skin tight, you know, bolt suit, which yep. I think is what what led to where we are now. And uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Athena wasn't um, wasn't promoting who she was mm -hmm. at all. No, I was trying so, to peddle my artwork. <laughs> so so you know we go to cons and we see artists and she's just another artist. And so while I was chit chatting at her table, she said, "Hey, you know, can I you know friend you on Facebook?" Because I like your butt, and uh, no, she didn't say that, but... <laughs> you were thinking it though. That came later. They, they listen, you yeah. know. Yeah. She wants to know what's in that vault, man. You know, she gets it. You know? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did. So, 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 yeah. So we <laughs> so we became friends on social media. Uh, didn't chit chat much, and then several months later, I did a, uh, an open post on social media about my birthday was coming up. I said, Hey, you know, anybody who wants to come the same birthday as my grandfather, Bill. Yeah. Which oh, I do wow. now. Oh man. Yeah. Uh -oh. yeah it's all kinds, nice. all kinds of, She's yeah, all the strings all connect. Nope. Mm -hmm. So, so I, um, so I put out, Hey, everybody who wants to come to Disney Springs, you know, just let's just meet there because it's a free place to come. Uh, it's not it's not a theme park. You don't require it doesn't require an admission because it's a yeah. shopping and food district. So mm -hmm. and she sent me a message. Hey, I saw your request. Can I uh, can I come to your birthday event? I said, sure. She goes, well, I'm driving up from Fort Lauderdale. Um, do I need to get a hotel? And I said, well, no, I've got a spare bedroom. You're more uh -huh. than welcome to use my spare bedroom. So so we went to the. Uh, the event she had a good time we went back to the house and then she goes hey do you have hulu and i said no well so she loads her account hulu account into my smart tv and says that well there's this cool documentary i want you to watch and it's about batman okay sure called batman and bill so we begin to watch it and it's like really fascinating if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it's on hulu it's an exclusive okay We've seen it. Okay. Oh okay. Multiple okay. times. All we all did the research. You, you come on the show. Time. We're gonna do the research, man. Gotcha. Gonna, gotcha. You know, come on. So we'll continue. So as we're going along, you know, he talks about you know, as you know, he talks about how he goes to Fort Lauderdale to meet this one missing link to Bill Finger, and mm -hmm. he goes up to the door, knocks on the door, and a, a young woman answers. And I'm looking at the person next to me going, um, hmm. so you're the granddaughter of the creator of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Shameless, <laughs> subtle, Mr. No. Very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, well, the here, sweat here's starts to permeate off his brow. <laughs> well, no, it was, it was cool because I said, okay, I've watched your documentary. Now let's put my documentary in. So I have a documentary called Heart of an Empire. And it mm. talked about how I got into cosplay. Mm. Uh, it talked about the passing of my son and how I wound up starting off in the Star Wars gen uh, Star Wars world. And that then parlayed into the superheroes after a while. But I started as a Star Wars fanatic. 
and uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff with the 501st and the Rebel Legion due to my son. Right. And uh, if you haven't if you haven't done that research, definitely check it out. That you can actually find on YouTube, and it's called mm -hmm. Heart of an Empire. And okay. uh, you can actually find just my my clip of the uh, the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so she was like, oh, look, now we both have documentaries. We both have IMDb pages with documentaries on them. That's pretty cool. So so we already had something in common. Well, nice. then she came back a few uh, few weeks later to go and do Universal Studios. She said, hey, you know, I love Universal. I have an annual pass. And she goes, well, I'll get a day ticket. We'll go Universal. So end of the day, had a good time. She converted her day pass to an annual pass. So then every few weeks, she would call me up and uh, I want to use manual pass. So a couple of months went by of this, <laughs> and so finally we're walking. Like I was. <laughs> yeah, and you got me mm. back. <laughs> and and so we're we're actually leaving the park, and she she just spun me around. She goes, "Look, I like Universal. Like it enough to drive three hours every time to to come here. I'm here trying to date you. So are we dating?" And I said, yeah, I guess. Wow. Wow. Miss Finger, you're about as subtle as a billboard. So uh, you yeah. had to hit her with the Harley Quinn hammer. Bang! Yeah, Rick, pretty come much. on. So, yeah. Pretty much. So, come on. So, so Rick, what I'm hearing is if if any if either of us, all if any of us were actually still single, the way to a girl's heart is show her a documentary that she read. <laughs> and if you're not, make one. And <laughs> Then yeah. take her to Universal, and then you're in, right? That pretty much, is, yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, it, no, that's the game book, totally, right there. Yeah. Don't, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Okay, because he he was not having it, I, and I'm like, how can he be this clueless? How I drove three and a half hours. Have you seen some sea animals, Miss Miss Finger? Have you seen some aquatic life? Some aquatic life is kind of dumb. Hours one way. <laughs> Like Athena, some some lobsters will hop in the pot. Okay, so, so we can't <laughs> criticize them that much, but at least we we at least he, he he caught on. I mean, you had to shake him a little, but yeah, definitely. You're here. Uh, my my wife has my wife has a perfect answer to that. You have girl brain and boy brain. You know, it, it's it's definitely uh, no, it's true. Totally, it, it, totally, it's very true. But, it's but, okay, but she's we, got the ring, doesn't she? Shit. She does. And, yeah, she does. You know, we both support each other in both what we do. Mm -hmm. um, I am not in the cosplay world, so um, I'm sick. It's just a different medium. I paint, I draw, um, mm -hmm. I like photography and things like that. Um, so he is fully supportive of that side, plus me having to be a public figure sharing Bill's story and you know mm -hmm. communicating with the fans and doing fun things like this doing podcasts and interviews so and i fully support his cosplay because that's part of how we met and it's a part of who he is so mm -hmm. it, having this great team for us was just it, a really a good fit for both of us i mean we mm -hmm. can kind of take on the con scene and be like, hey, you get a two for one, and let's go. <laughs> let's yeah. do it. Let's have some fun. Well, and that's what happened. You know, I'll get invited to a convention and say, hey, how would you like the granddaughter of Batman at your event as well? You know her, uh, maybe. And, uh, and <laughs> you might and, have and, and, and yeah, and then or she'll get invited and go, hey, I've got the true Aquaman 
and here's some photos of who he is and here's his acting mm -hmm. and cosplay world. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we kind of get a two for one to the uh, promoters and they really love the idea. Sometimes we even share a table. So, yeah, I mean, it makes, it works out really nice. I feel now, like Zena, I'm learning um, a lot here, guys. When uh, I imagine when Mark Taylor Nobleman originally reached out to you, it, it, it kind of changed your life. Uh, it did in a lot of ways, and it's still changing. I mean, I was in a weird moment in my life. I had not thought about the Batman situation on my father's side of the family in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of was like a wake up. You got to deal with it. It wasn't just the Batman issue. It was a lot of family issues um, mm -hmm. that I kind of just dealt with, with the tools that I had at the time, which was not very good. <laughs> Being 15 and losing your dad at that age and having a this mm -hmm. huge responsibility kind of put upon you. Um, mm -hmm. so, I mean, when he got in touch with me, I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to face it now. I mean, it was a long process. He, he contacted me in like 2006. We didn't really meet until 2007. Oh, wow. It took mm -hmm. him, you know, a lot of convincing to come on, if you really got to do this, like it's time. And I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to do this. Um, so, because right, you've got I your life going start on, start the process. It kind of unfolded in front of me because I wasn't part of the comic world in any way. So, mm -hmm. and I had to navigate the whole culture and business quickly. Yeah. And so, um, luckily, I had some great people reach out to me in the beginning that were extremely knowledgeable and supportive for the cause so that was um comforting considering mm -hmm. it was such a huge task that i was about to take on so and and mark was a big part of that without his research you know a lot of the truth wouldn't be exposed i mean yeah. i knew my dad knew various other people knew but it wasn't so widely known as it was as it is now. I mean, when mm -hmm. I came into the scene in 2014, I thought maybe there was a handful of people who knew my grandfather. I didn't know there was a whole community of people that knew who he was and what he did. And, and so it was a big awakening for me to see that mm -hmm. people did know and they wanted him to get the credit. And it was like, mm -hmm. it was very different than what I was exposed to when it first was handed off to me. But I mean, times were different. We didn't have the internet back in the early '90s like we do now. Yeah, right. And that's a big thing: is like having that free communication really was a momentum on all parts. Mm -hmm. Sure. Now, Athena, do you feel comfortable with talking about your father at all? Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I cry, you... I cry. It just happens. <laughs> do Do you remember as a child? Did Did he talk about his father a lot? Um, well, I didn't get to grow up with my dad. So my parents split when I was three. So okay. I got to see my dad maybe a couple times a year. And then when he got sick, it was a little less. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, he did talk about his dad and, and 
you know, the, the big story about him reading the comics when he was, you know, when he was a preteen for his dad and kind of helping him with that and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much what I remember from what he would talk about. It's him constantly working on these stories and he really did do this wonderful thing with this character and it's, you know, he really did make a full effort to get credit for his dad. So it wasn't like, I didn't have specifics and I'm sure he did, but I didn't have my dad all the time for him to repeat these stories or give me a lot of stories because I had very Mm -hmm. limited time with him. Right. And being a chef, did he make you anything special that you always loved that, you know, really connected you guys? (laughs) Yes. His chocolate mousse cake was always my favorite. Oh, I'm a huge um, fan of chocolate mousse cake. pancakes. He did this thing with pancakes where they were actual pancakes. They were like super thick and fluffy and so good. Oh, he was an amazing cook. He really was. And he was all self-taught and he was an artist. He was a painter also. Like he is extremely creative and he was, you know, part of that movement in the 80s where food is just not to be slopped in the part on the plate it's actually a medium that you can make beautiful like art Mm -hmm. like paint like sculptures so he was part of that also so he was very creative very very creative i'm starting to understand why how rick is doing that three mile swim now it's just to work off breakfast so i'm getting it now (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting understanding I'm understanding a little bit now because that's a lot. So, okay. <laughs> oh, Athena's is an amazing cook. I, now I want pancakes, so thank you. I, I'm, <laughs> you I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be healthy, <laughs> and I'm just some waffles, syrup, <laughs> butter. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah we're all I'm getting just, hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, Rich, 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 keep going. Keep going. I'm fighting it. <laughs> Well, I'm really happy that you guys have that amazing connection and that you have those cherished memories. It's really important, Athena. And uh, I didn't want to totally, or we all didn't want to totally dominate um, the conversation about Bill, um, your grandfather, because, you know, you're an important person, too, and you're a creative being. And um, from a personal standpoint, um, next time you guys are up in Mass, uh, me and Harley will certainly welcome you into our home and give you a beautiful gourmet meal. Oh, that would be uh, awesome. Chat and have what wine. Part of or, are you in? I uh, we're in I, we're in Framingham. We're in Framingham. Oh no way! <laughs> I lived in Boston for a long time, and I grew up in the New Bedford area. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Massachusetts. That's where I spent most of my childhood and young adult life. Um, right. I my best friend was from Framingham, so that's why I laugh. <laughs> I know exactly where you are. <laughs> well, I, I, I followed Harley up here three years ago uh, because she has a disability. And as you know, Massachusetts has amazing um, medical insurance. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, I know. Yep. Um, so here I am in, in the cold <laughs> belt going more north all the time. I left a long ago. <laughs> so, so, so next time you guys come up, if you have the opportunity, we would, we would really yes, like to host you for dinner. awesome. Awesome. Well, we might be up there and we might be up there in May. Um, I'm looking to do probably another 600 miles on the Appalachian Trail. And yeah, yeah, I so saw I some stopped. of those videos. Yeah, so I went from North Georgia up to West Virginia at uh, Harper's Ferry. So what we're thinking, what I'm thinking of doing is going to Boston, getting on trail in Massachusetts and work my way back to Harper's Ferry, which is about 600 miles. 
And then the following year, I'll go back to Boston and then go from there up to Katahdin in Maine. You're a machine. He oh, is. <laughs> and so, how do you keep up with Cena? In the middle of all of this. <laughs> do, do you try to grab like a Wonder Woman lasso and just, Rick? Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. I can't stifle him. It's who he is. No, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, Leo, absolutely. Leo Rich, I'm going to start doing push ups till the next show. Uh, I'll see you guys later. I'm just. <laughs> so, uh, I just wanted to share. Uh, so uh, we do have a bunch of information for Athena and uh, Rick in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, and I brought up your website. You have uh, uh, some past artwork here, yes. which is utterly amazing. Oh, I thank you. It. I have more recent stuff on my Instagram and Facebook. But um, yeah, these are all samples of my work that I've done. Um, the mm -hmm. fans obviously love the renditions of the old covers and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've done some original pieces that it, people have asked that Bill was incorporated into piece somehow or just other fun pieces that I, I, I love it. So um, I just wish I had more time for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Being back in school, I forgot how time-consuming it is so yeah um, now, uh, now it's a lot of fun and and these pieces were a lot of fun to paint so now can people uh buy the art they can i also do commission work so um nice. if you want to reach out to me through social media i'm on facebook and instagram and twitter so you can always reach out and feel free to ask me questions about anything that I have because a lot of these I have posters of um, or mm -hmm. I can do, like I said, an original. So. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, Athena, I just uh, want to give you one or two more quick questions and then I'll hand it over to the boys because I, I don't want to dominate the whole show. Um, You're doing fine, buddy. With all the research <laughs> that was done um, between the um, documentary and the book that... Um, was put out. Did you get to keep or see or hold on to all those like rare tapes and audio interviews or like the letter that that guy wrote that uh, Bob Kane refuted? Did you get any of that stuff or copies of that stuff? Um, I have some copies of the stuff. Um, I have audio of Bill. Um, I have the little <laughs> clip of my father being interviewed um mm. a really nice gift that i got the first time i went to dc to meet the the staff and this is when paul levitz was still the head of dc comics mm -hmm. Great guy. and um he was giving me a tour of his office and he just he said you know i want to i want to give you a present and so i was like okay like this you don't need to give me anything like but okay and he mm -hmm. gave me the last script that bill submitted to DC Comics wow. the day that he passed away. Wow, what Holy a treasure. God. And that's like the only thing that they had left. Nothing got saved. Everything got thrown away. Like there's mm -hmm. very few things that were held on to because they didn't really see a value in it. Even after my grandfather passed away, uh, my dad had collected some stuff from his apartment to take over to DC and be like, listen, you know, you might want these for your archives, like his gimmick book and some unfinished scripts and things like that. And they said, no, we don't have a place for it. So it just got thrown away. So it's like wow. lost. All that history wow. is gone. 
a, that that's a true treasure and that's a, a legacy that I'm sure you'll pass through to your son. It is. Um, and the only other thing that I got was from Bill's best friend, Charles Sinclair. He, um, my grandfather was a writer. He was not into drawing or any kind of other mm-hmm. medium as far as art, his art. And he took one art class at the Y <laughs> and he did one oh sculpture that was based on my grandmother and beautiful abstract, but it's, you can tell that it's a woman and it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's the one thing that Charles was like, you need to have this. And that's it. There was so nice. little left over. Wow. It, and, and you mentioned your, really your grandmother was, was, was Portia. Yes. And, and did, did you have a relationship with her? I did. I knew her until I was uh, about preteen age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I think in the seventh or eighth grade when she passed away. And we would go to New York City. I would stay with her um, fairly often when I was younger. And then after my dad got ill, it was a little tougher. So, and then she passed away, and then my dad passed away after she did. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was kind of a weird time in the 80s, you, you know, with the HIV and people being yeah. really cautious and. So it was tough. It was tough. Uh, I mean, I I loved my father and I wanted to spend more time with him, but circumstances, we didn't even live in the same state. So that makes it even harder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, you know, we, we would try to see them as much as we could. And I have wonderful memories with her. She always made sure I had fresh strawberries because I love strawberries and, we would go to into the city and have Chinese food and, you know, just she was a, a, a lovely woman <laughs> from what I remember. Awesome. Thank, thank you for sharing the personal side of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm going to pass it off to you. Guys. So, so one thing oh, I, okay. I want. Which, which you? Is it Leo or me? You. I just, Either oh, you. Oh, Whoever's okay, more excited. Leo. Jump. Jump. Leo, you go first. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we can bounce back and forth, but one thing we, we oh, haven't okay. really, really discussed, and, and people listening uh, or watching will definitely pick up on it, but if you don't know who Bill Finger is, uh, you know, definitely go Shame to Shame on you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, shockingly, you know, yeah, th- there's, you know, some fans that, that don't know. I didn't know until I watched the documentary. Hulu has an amazing documentary, Batman and Bill, uh, but, you know, essentially Bill Finger is the true co-creator of Batman. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I have a picture up here of uh, Batman uh, by Bob Kane and then ba- Batman after Bill Finger's uh, influence. And uh, w- without Bill Finger, we, we would not have uh, the, the character that we have today. I mean, Bill Finger is responsible for, you know, Batman's secret identity, Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson, Robin, Selena Kyle as Catwoman, Vicki Vale, Martha Wayne. Why did it have to be Martha? Uh, <laughs> Joker, P- Penguin, Red Lord, Two-Face. I mean, the list goes on and on. Gotham City, the Batmobile, Alfred. You know, all the true essences of Batman it is all but because of Batman. Bill. It's not just Batman. He also was the co-creator of the original Green Lantern, Alan exactly. Scott. Yeah. Uh, Wildcat mm-hmm. was his creation. He, wow. Lena Lang, he wrote the yeah. first Kryptonite story. He wrote for Timely, which is now Marvel. He 
wrote movies. Mm-hmm. He wrote two sci-fi movies. He wrote for TV. He wrote for the Batman 60s series. I mean, he did so much and he was so disrespected. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. It's it's so sad. Um, and the contributions to the Batman, I mean, we wouldn't have... We wouldn't have the mythos that we have today without the stories mm-hmm. that he laid down with the foundation. And, and it wasn't just Bill. Um, you know, Gardner Fox was also writing for the story at the time. And yeah. Bill and Gardner didn't really know each other about each other. <laughs> they were good to each other. Um, and so with my grandfather and Gardner and um, Jerry Robinson, and yeah. yes, Bob Kane. But really, the first three that I mentioned are really the ones that laid down the foundation of what we have today. Really, Bill mm-hmm. is what gave us the look and the first notions of what the mythos of this character can morph into and has become. So mm-hmm. it, it's such an important thing considering what Batman stands to not just comic fans, but to people around the world. Because he is just a man who is overcoming trauma and trying to do the best thing he can for his community, mm-hmm. even though he's using a blunt object. <laughs> you know. Um, so it, it's it's I think it's that the history really is important for the, the fans to know where these characters are coming from. Yeah. So, um uh, just real uh quick Drew. Um yeah, to, no, no, you're totally fine. You're uh, fine. Yeah, uh <laughs> Yeah, all, all the uh, uh, the item, other items you mentioned definitely came up in in my research. I mean, Kryptonite, Lana Lang, uh, and you mentioned Timely. Uh, he's also responsible for the All Winter Squad from 1946. That is uh, Marvel's first superhero team. Yes, because he also worked on World's Finest for DC. Um, so he did a lot of the team up stuff. And I mean, Wildcat and Green Lantern were part of the American Justice League and. Mm-hmm. That whole series. So, I mean, he yeah. really set a foundation for a lot of the comics that we see today that are still the core elements, but also have these, you know, very unique takes on the characters or even just the concepts of these characters and become something original that people are putting out there. Um, and and I think people don't really realize the importance of what these writers and artists have set up for these generations to enjoy and partake in as artists and writers and publishers and everything that goes into putting out a comic or a graphic novel. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Do you have more? Uh, I do, but we can bounce back and forth. And sorry, I keep okay, cool. myself. My, no, uh, no, no, it's fine. You barely talk during our, our normal, so this is great. This is power, <laughs> I feel like um, I'm dominating. Usually it's Rick talking all the time. <laughs> no, 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 he's been hydrating, so he's fine. You know, fish yeah. out of water and all that. Uh, well, um, I, I will uh, ask one question before uh, we hop over to Drew, and I have a couple others, but we can definitely bounce back time. and forth. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> With, with the with the documentary, uh, Bob Kane is, is portrayed as a villain. Um, you know, after learning everything, do you hold any animosity towards him? 
I don't know him personally. I don't know the family personally. He didn't do anything to me personally, so I don't have ill will towards him. But mm-hmm. he did make the villain. Um, people want me to bash on him, but I, I, I'm not here to bash on anybody. You know, people want to make him a villain, and yes, he made himself the villain. But I like to look at the opportunities that he gave my grandfather in the 30s, mm-hmm. being a Jewish man in the Bronx and not really having any avenues to really pursue the love and passion of writing that he wanted to do in his life. Um, Bob gave him that opportunity and came up with the concept of the Batman for Bill to change. Mm -hmm. Gave him an opportunity to write and create this world for this character that was fresh and new that no one had ever seen before. Bob gave him money for those stories. Bob gave him an avenue to get connected with DC Comics and get hired directly. So Bill, yes, had this wonderful opportunity, and I don't want to take it away from Bob's role, because he did have a role in it, mm-hmm. and it was kind of important. Um, and, you know, I like to look at that part. Yes, he was a jackass, but he made himself a jackass. Mm -hmm. And that was his own doing. But he gave people opportunities that didn't have opportunities before. And that's pretty awesome. Well said. Well said. Wow. This this is turning out to be quite an interview. (laughs) I'm going to jump back in because with that, you know, when Bob Kane released that book, Batman and Me, and on page 44... He, he stated, now that my longtime friend and collaborator is gone, I must admit he never got the credit he deserved. He was an unsung hero. Were you aware that that happened, Athena, when it happened? No, um, I was not aware about the book until Mark Nolan told me about it. Um, and it wasn't really until I met Tom Andrea that we really heard the truth about why Bill is even in that book. Um, Tom Andrea was the ghost writer. <laughs> yeah, clearly Bob had a habit book. of using ghost people. Okay. Um, so, but again, I mean, Bob wasn't a writer. He was the actual artist. He would draw. So let's cut him some slack, you know. <laughs> um, but Tom was like, listen, if you're going to tell your story, you, you, you should really tell the truth at least part of the truth. So where's Bill? Mm-hmm. And so that's why Bill is included the way he is in the book, because Tom pushed it. He's like, you can't tell the world that it was just you because people know it wasn't just you. And you might want to not put that lie in your book. <laughs> so that's how yeah. that came about. And I mean, he should have done something when Bill was alive. Bill was struggling. He was in poor health. He needed health insurance. And that's why he lost his job at DC. Um, you know, it, there's so many things that Bob could have done to rectify the situation, but chose not to. So again, he decided to make himself a villain in the situation. Um, that was his choice. 
that's the legacy left behind, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy's asking, uh, did Bill have any unpublished work that you think should have been or maybe could someday be put out? Well, like I said, a lot of that stuff ended up in the da- in the dumpster because well, he didn't want it. <laughs> so, no, there's nothing out there. Unless somebody at DC stole something at some point and never brought it back and it's tucked away somewhere. Nothing that I know of. Nothing that I mm. received from the family. I, I was lucky to get the pictures that I got. Well, you never know. Maybe one day, you know, it's, uh, I've worked at companies where, you know, they <laughs> exactly. Out. You never know. So, yeah. No, you throw out bulk stuff and somebody goes, Oh wait, I can take that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that's where some of these art pieces that we have from back in the day ended up being saved was that somebody saw that it was in the trash or on the floor and picked it up and said, I want to keep this. I think it's cool. And then it gets, you know, put away for 30, 40, 50 years, and then it's found. It's like, oh my God, we found this treasure of all of this original artwork. It's like finding the the Monday that we never had. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean we treasure this artwork of the medium of comics and to not have these original drawings and sketches is such a sad state. So sad. I'm never sleeping on yard sales again. That's what I'm. It's, oh wow! So many lessons today. Oh wow! I'm educating still. <laughs> no, you're doing great. Like I mean, I was like, "Don't sleep on yard sales." I'm like, "You never know." Or estate sales. Okay. No, my my problem true. is with yard sales. Oh, I go true. looking for toys. <laughs> well, yeah, you do toys. That I do comics. Instruments. And, you know. Um. Oh, okay. Is it Leo? Are you good? You're up, Drew. Well, Sweet. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess because these two asked a lot of my questions, so this has been great because now I have even less to ask. Um, but the one of the main things I want to ask is that you know you're the granddaughter of essentially a comic book great, um, and you know a lot. At conventions and whatnot, you know, there are relatives of creators or children, grandchildren, whatnot. Have you met any other, I guess, children of famous creators? And like, kind of like how comic creators after cons will sit down and have dinner and just swap stories. Do you ever just, you know, have like a a little group, you all get together, share a beer and just swap stories? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hung out with quite a few of the grandchildren of these Golden Age mm-hmm. comic greats. Um, uh, Nikki Wheeler, Wheeler, if I say her name, um, her grandfather was the one that actually started National Comics, but was bullied out by the mafia. Um, she is an awesome awesome woman she's got so much historical knowledge it's amazing because that's what her grandfather did i mean without what he started because he was also a cartoonist and and put out fun magazines and things like that um where he you know the first comics they would just pull strips from the newspaper and then put them Mm -hmm. in a book together and there was your comic 
Well, he right. took it a step further and made comics actual stories with characters and things like that. So that was her. She's amazing. She, mm-hmm. Like I said, she has so much knowledge about the start of comics and, and medium really came from. Um, uh, the Christy uh, Marston, who is the granddaughter of the creator of Wonder Woman. I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with her also at conventions. She's so much fun. She's always got her Wonder Woman outfit on and um and others i mean there's a lot i've had the fortunate pleasure of meeting a lot of these wonderful people who are connected to the industry either working for the industry or through relatives mm-hmm. um and yeah we want to share the stories that we have um, unfortunately i don't have any direct stories because i never met my grandfather but we get to mm-hmm. you know just talk about our experiences with telling our family story and things like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to have other people that are in similar situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leo, write all these names down. We got to talk to these people. That's all I'm going to say. There's uh, a lot of them. Jeremy's asking, uh, uh, do you get asked to sign books? And if so, uh, has there been a detective comics number 27? Um, I do sign books. Uh, I might have done a reissue of the 27, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've signed a lot of stuff over the years since I've started coming into <laughs> conventions and things. Um, but yeah, people ask me to come and sign. They'll have me like sign posters that a bunch of different people have signed or books that, you know, that they've had various artists sign or... They'll have me do a quick well, little sketch well, what, and have me well, sign Well, the story, last, well, last week at Jump School, they find out who she is. And and this one guy goes home and he gets his Batman mm-hmm. anthology book. And nice. like, oh, my God, will you sign this for me? And she says, sure, <laughs> sure, no problem. And I made his entire week by nice. signing his book for him. There you That's go. Awesome. This is a special yeah, operations I, I guy. Fans. The fans are, are really what keep me out there and, and mm-hmm. still telling Bill's story, even though Bill's story is important and everybody should know it. Um, because you know what? It doesn't just happen in the comic industry. Um, if you have something wonderful and you've created it and it's your idea, um, it's going to be sought after and stolen if possible. <laughs> it's happened to a lot of people in a lot of different um careers and different businesses and government yep. in every walks of life someone's going to steal something but if you've got a great idea someone's going to try to steal it so and that's pretty much what bill's story is but it's not just bill i mean there's a lot of comic artists that were in that situation um, mm-hmm. we have jack kirby and we have dicko and we have so yep. many others that have been in that situation where they haven't been acknowledged or given the credit of their contributions or of their creations. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that's relevant and people need to be aware. And they, are, if they are creators, they need to learn how to protect themselves and their creations. So Agreed. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's my job. <laughs> and and look, look how job. educated you have become about uh, uh, an industry that you knew nothing about. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and, and, and you're dropping legendary names and stories. So, I mean, that that's big. Oh, no. She yeah, this, this is also science. your story, Athena. Wait, it's not just Bill's story. To. It's your story. Bill is a part of your story. Well, yes. My journey is also 
a big part of the story because I'm the one that's out there doing the PR. I'm the one that's willing to go out there and meet the fans and things like that. I'm sure my dad would be too if he was here. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away many, many years ago. So I kind of, I have this big, I have this big job. And it's, you know, I kind of look at it as that I'm not just representing Bill at this point. I'm kind of representing that whole group of people for the Gordon, golden age of Batman because nobody mm-hmm. else is out there representing that group. Mm-hmm. And the story is important for people to know. I mean, we all want to know where things start, what their origin stories are, and things like that. And mm-hmm. the fans and the world has been filled with this lie for so long that really it is important that they know exactly what this group of people have created that we worship and love right. and connect with and all of the above. Well, it, it's uh, it's more of a, a movement as well, because it's even happening till uh, today. You know, it's uh, what was it? Um, Winter Soldier, the, the creator of Winter Soldier. Was that it? We were talked about it a few weeks ago. Brew Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jeremy's asking, uh, how did you two meet? Uh, Jeremy, we covered that earlier. So definitely hit rewind. You got to watch it from the beginning. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 oh, wait, Leo, you were going. Uh, no, I, I was just going to say, I'm just clearing out the comments here. Uh, Justin uh, is saying, is it okay for creators to ask for more money now that the cinema versions have blown up? Uh, definitely, I, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you have room to renegotiate your contract, it's always a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Peter, so I was going to ask you is in your time, like, like, as Rich said, you, you literally knew nothing about this genre, this industry and whatnot. And suddenly now, you know, you're, uh, you're still being a teacher, you're still teaching wherever you go. So in all of your time, what's been the best, like at least one of the best experiences that you had, like it was one of those, like, this is one of the greatest moments ever since being a part of all this. What would you say? Oh, wow. There's been so many. I know. I've been extremely fortunate because of the people that I've connected with and have reached mm-hmm. out to me um what would be the best well it, it doesn't have to be the best it could be one of <laughs> oh, the best so it's like hard. trying to pick your favorite movie I top always say, three um, top three Athena. exactly top three so i would say top probably five. the most surreal was when i went to the first movie premiere which was the dark knight um nice. i hadn't ever really been part of the Halloween or anything like that um so when they asked me to come it was like a big to do because for this particular premiere they had a pre-dinner which they usually don't do and this was back when it was in New York still and at the pre-dinner there were all these important people there from DC that I have no idea these are and I'm like okay I know Paul <laughs> love it right. <laughs> that's about it <laughs> and the people I brought with me um but that's where I might met Michael Euslin and I was like okay he made sure he came up to me that very moment that I arrived at this restaurant and told me the story about how he met my grandfather and we've been friends ever since and then you go to the movie and I'm doing the red carpet and I'm like, okay, this is completely surreal. Um, is this really happening? Like, what's going on? 
And then the after party and then meeting the people that I met, the, the actors and, and just being part of the whole celebration of this movie. It was, mm. it, it, when I think about it, since it was my first, it was probably my favorite, even though some of the ones have been a little more swanky or just a little cooler or whatever. They had a right. nicer goodie bag or whatever. You know, but it was like it was my first, and it was like, wow, this is this is what I'm coming into. And again, it was that awakening of what task I'm about to take on, fighting for my grandfather, and really understanding how I can use the fans at this point and people mm-hmm. in the industry that I come across that are willing to help for the fight. So it was like all of this kind of c- coming together at this one event. So it really is a monumental event right. for me. So I think mm-hmm. more that's the better description for me for that. Okay. So, and my, my last question is actually for the King of Atlantis here. Um, because he's been sitting here patiently just drinking water. And I was like, I well, I, 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 I did have one or two I could ask him. Um, so one, uh, you've done Aquaman. I mean, you've done other costumes. Like you said, you were in Star Wars, uh, Fallout, all that. But Aquaman, your your name is here is the true Aquaman. And I yeah. don't doubt that at all. Um, but essentially, from a comic standpoint, I did want to ask, um, well, it's kind of three questions in one. One, okay. uh, which is your favorite version of Aquaman? Uh, two, how do you, you feel the movie, uh, the movie with Jason Momoa and whatnot, and then the sequel they're working on? How did you feel? Did they capture? You know, did they do Aquaman right in whatever term that is? And then, what's been your favorite moment, like cosplaying? Because every cosplayer has that one moment. They're like, this is amazing and great and stupendous and awesome so you know what was yours okay uh first question my favorite version new 52. Mm-hmm. so I, I i like the way they portrayed aquaman i love the, the costume i i love mm-hmm. the writing the art um and uh as far as question do i talk to fish no but they do do what i ask them to do um, we don't have a two-way conversation. Uh, second question, do the movie did a good job. I think they fell way short. Uh, the character that, um, I, it should have been know. Momoa Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, the movie should have been called Momoa Man. It was not Aquaman. The, the character you see on the screen was very little, um, was very little representation of what Aquaman was ever in the books. So obviously they mm-hmm. didn't do their homework. They, they went their own direction. They decided to do a, a woke version or what we call the, uh, the hipster version of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I, I, I think they dropped the ball horribly. And my, my favorite moment in cosplay was when uh, basically had Jason Momoa hold up a sign showing that I was the true Aquaman. And, wow. uh, and I got, and, oh, and that, that was, and that was, yeah, and that was actually published in Sci-Fi magazine. Nice, very cool. I, I've met that man, and I—that I, is a huge deal because when he stood up to shake my hand, I was like, "Oh, you're tall." You, oh, yeah, he's it, a it was like, 
it, it was like shaking hands with a tank. It was it's one of those like because uh -huh. I'm six two, so I'm used to being taller oh, wow. than people. And then when yeah. I meet people who are taller than me, it was like this is must be like when the T Rex met the other bigger predators. It's like I'm just gonna stay <laughs> here in the park where I'm king, and I'm just gonna let you do your thing. I'm, I'm, this is my kingdom. You are the world. I'm gonna stay here. I was just like, oh wow! I'm just—I was like, I'm—I'm I'm sweating so much. I'm just shaking your hand, like, but yeah, that's awesome. That's. Um, so yeah, no, I'm good, guys. I think that—that's everything I had in the tank. So, uh, I mean, well, I have more, but yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I got a couple questions, and then uh, we'll let you go. Uh, so uh, mm -hmm. to follow that, uh, Rick. You know, if uh, if James Wan is is watching, what advice would you give him on the sequel to to uh, to bring the story up to fix it? Ooh, I don't think he has oh, really boy. much he can do at this point. Uh, Snyder pretty much set the stage that he has to play on. Um, I think it. We need a reboot. Um, I'm not a big fan of Gal uh, as Wonder Woman. I think she looks like a Victoria's Secret model wearing a, a Party City costume. She did not, to me, idolize, I mean, an Amazonian should look like an Amazonian. She looks like a Victoria Angel and not, not my pick. Uh, plus, she has a, an Israeli accent when nobody on the island has an Israeli accent. So it just, it's just a weird mix for me. Um, mm. ben, you know, ben Affleck as Batman, eh, it's meh. He, he, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But hey, it's better than Christian, okay? Yeah. Loaded face Batman. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, unfortunately Juan has to deal with what Snyder painted for him to work with. So mm -hmm. really not much Juan can do at this point, but you know, he has to run with it. And unfortunately, Momoa is a one trick. He's a barbarian. Everything he does is a barbaric character. And Aquaman's not a barbarian. So he is actually a diplomat, somebody who, unless he absolutely has to, whereas Momoa is a brawler. He, you know, he wants to fight first, talk later. So, so again, that's, that's my opinion of what, and I don't think Juan really can do anything about it. And the movie now, apparently the sequel is just, it's almost like it's a cursed film at this point with all the problems it's been having. Well, uh, we, we've talked about this uh, before where DC, you know, it, it's they're never going to be Marvel. You know, it, it's not going to be the the no. continuity, you know, uh, you know, uh, juggernaut that uh, Marvel is. But DC has something hidden. You know, they could just do all black label, you know, just do individual stories and don't worry about interconnecting anything you have well, like right now why the new batman movie is going to be a huge hit because again yeah. it's an independent it's not tied into the snyderverse in any way and it's yep. a fresh look on it and aquaman deserves a real look at the character um i don't mm -hmm. think he's been justice done justice in any way i mean even with like super friends cartoon he was like one that they all made fun of, you know, like the poor guy. Oh, Rick, you must like King, King of Atlantis, the animated movie, yes? Yes, yeah. They, uh, that was cute. I mean, they did a great job. Um, are you talking about Throne of Atlantis? Throne of Atlantis, I'm sorry. Mm 
He's yeah. the king of yeah. Atlantis. That's a big, big, big difference. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bad man. Um, but so, <laughs> I mean, DC does I, a great job with their animated series and movies yeah. mm-hmm. and things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So they, and that's something that Marvel hasn't really done all that great with up until maybe recently. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So, I mean, yeah, the they kind of, series was pretty Marvel's good. Marvel's dropped the animated I mean, ball. Yeah, yes, yeah. DC animated stuff has, has been really awesome. Uh, even the video game, the Injustice video game and comic series, I think was an out of the park because it was a very interesting storyline if you actually read the storyline with yeah. the Superman. And they, and they tried to tie that into the movie um, with Superman becoming, you know, the post or the apocalypse happening because mm-hmm. of Superman. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's kind of an injustice tie-in but just didn't go that that distance yeah uh jeremy's yeah. asking uh what stories would you recommend for uh aquaman uh introduction reading i would say 52. the new 52 the new 52 did a great job of Absolutely. just taking the story so yeah and and they 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 I come right that. out of the gate uh, addressing all the the um satire that Aquaman's had to deal with. They, I mean, right out of the gate, they hit it. In the first few pages, they like, you know, I don't talk to fish. Yes, I eat fish. Yes, you know, and it was, it was great. It's like, all right, let's get that out of the way. Let's get the elephant out of the room, and let's mm-hmm. actually start with a story and go forward. And and they knocked it out of the park. And again, the, the, the stories, all of that was just great. Y- yes, Jeremy, that's the Jeff Johns, Ivan Reyes run. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so, Drew, um, Drew I, right? Yeah, I, I think you were trying to get in there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I just had one more question from his finger because I, I noticed we're, we're getting to a point. Um, so, just the last question I had was very simple. And who is your favorite DC character? And if it's not Batman, that's okay. But just <laughs> out of curiosity, because we don't want you to feel obvious, like, oh, totally Batman. You know? Well, but I mean, just... it's a Batman character. It's Catwoman. Catwoman's my favorite. She, uh, she's a independent soul in the storyline. She plays all mm-hmm. avenues. She doesn't care what side she's on as long as she comes out on her feet. That's what she cares about. I mean, she cares about, you know, obviously she almost married Batman and all of that stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. really when it comes down to it, it's, it's her survival and how is she going right. to you know, walk that line make sure that she does survive so speaking because it's catwoman then who was do you have a favorite catwoman because you know and that's either animated or live action um well the animated series back in the 90s yes that catwoman character was awesome but for live action definitely michelle pfeiffer (laughs) she's so hot michelle pfeiffer and she's and you saw the video of her still cracking the bullwhip Oh, She's yeah. like, I still got it. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. well, uh, well, I was like, well, we're all we're all good now. Still, <laughs> she can still do that. It's, it's one of those. I think well, we're we're going to be in our forget. bunk now. <laughs> Didn't so. she do that trick with uh, uh, hitting the the candles like on the first shot? It was something like something like I, that. Yeah, I read something like that. Yeah, it's either that or she because she got the mannequin heads in like one shot. Right. They did that whole scene in one take. That whole scene where she's using the whip and doing that was all done in one take. 
That is, she couldn't breathe in her costume. She was oh, yeah, she physically had like 14 minutes into it and couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to get through the scenes as quickly as possible so she didn't pass out. So, yeah. That's dedication, kids. That she got it on the first take. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Well, I'm good. Well, uh, I, I want to thank you both uh, for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. Seriously. Uh, we have uh, tons of information in show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think if I had one more question or not. Or not. <laughs> I, Save I, it for I, the next one. Can, oh, can totally, they come totally, back? Totally. Ask if yeah, they, they want to come, come back. back. <laughs> See that? They're opening the door to come back, Leo. Oh, hint, awesome. Hint. We, we, Sequels we, are just as good. Well, you know, I I, I am uh-huh. starting a, a Batman specific show. We we could have you guys have everybody come, you know. That would be great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we yeah, oh. gotta get the word out about Bill. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and all of Athena and um Rick's future projects. Oh yeah. Totally. All of yeah. our adventures. Oh yeah. Yeah, we definitely yeah, we definitely have some projects in the work. Well, well, speaking of speaking of that, uh, what do you got going on that you can uh, announce, and where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Well, uh, for me, I'm going to be uh, well. One of the big projects I'm working on right now is something called Kickback Heroes. It's actually a, a, a comedy drama series that we're working on developing. Athena, they're both developers on the show. Uh, I'm actually a, an actor in mm-hmm. the series. Uh, I'm actually playing a, uh, an Aquaman parody character called Sea Sapien, and which is, um, yeah. And so his character and all the characters in the show have flaws. Uh, my character can't hear well on land, but hears perfectly well in the underwater. Um, he was on a night shift superhero gig, and he winds up on a day shift. So his character kind of looks like Batman meets Aquaman. So it's all very dark uh, outfit. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of puns. Uh, he throws up every time he comes out of the water to get rid of the seawater out of his lungs. So something you don't see in the, in the comics or in the movies. Uh, the main character has, is autistic, but we don't talk about him being autistic. You just know he's autistic. We have another character that breaks the fourth wall, but she doesn't understand the rules of breaking the fourth wall. So she's never looking at the camera when she dialogues. And it sounds very and, funny. It is. It it's is and, and so uh, so yeah. So we're working on that. Uh, it's a production going on with a guy named Isaac Wells, who's a voice actor for um, a lot of TV and animation series, and out of Jacksonville, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the primary uh, photography and video is going to be taking place. So yeah, that's that's been in the work now for several months, and costumes are actually being put together right now. So we're getting ready to do our concept video, and hopefully we'll pitch it to one of the big big streaming services and if they pick it up then you may see c sapien on the uh on the little screen before too long nice. very cool that's awesome yeah uh, how about you athena is is there anything in the works that you can talk about and uh where do you like fans interacting with you um well i am kind of working on a big project right now um trying to put together the bill finger foundation um, which would be a foundation for up-and-coming um, comic artists and writers and people who want to get into the industry um, in New York City. I'm considering that's where Bill 
was centered um, and hopefully once we get the foundation up and going, we can expand it. Um, so people who want to publish their story or need money or classes or supplies or whatever the need is, I'm still trying to put all of that together, but um, we're putting that together with the, <laughs> hopefully soon within the next six to eight months, we're hoping that we can at least start getting some buzz around that. Um, I'm going to conventions. I'm going to be in Grand Rapids this weekend. Um, we have a local show here in Orlando in December. Um, we have stuff in February. So I'm starting to book up for next year. So I'm you know, making art. So if you want art, you can always find me on Facebook. Just put my name in or Instagram. Just put my name in. Or even Twitter, just put my name in. <laughs> you can find me in all those places, or you can go to my website again. That's just my name.com. So you, it's, it's pretty easy to find me. If you want to just reach out and say hi, I, I, I enjoy that too. I'll chit chat chat you for a little bit. And so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Uh yeah. Uh, so um, I sent a friend request to both of you. And uh, it, awesome. for, for next year, uh, we're actually uh, working with a, a con in uh, Maryland. Uh, I'll, I'll see if they can uh, send an invite. I'll, I'll try to talk them into it. Hey, that would be wonderful. Be great. Yeah. Totally. All right. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, thank you again, guys, for coming on. I've done the Florida a lot, a lot yeah. of local shows. So I'm trying to uh, reach fans throughout the area beyond so totally. we got to get the word out yes. uh <laughs> thank you and so Aquaman much man does travel away from the uh he does i do travel away from the ocean from time to time so right yeah so. <laughs> all right well thank so you. if thank you missed any of that coming on seriously oh totally so oh, thank you guys yeah, thank yeah. you guys for having us yeah awesome, so much man. fun thank you Thank, Thank you so you. much. Well, we'll let you guys uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And, uh, you know, we'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Awesome. That's what they said. All right, guys. Have <laughs> a good evening now. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. And uh, if you missed any of those links, definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And uh, you can find all the information for Rick and Athena. There we go. That was amazing. That was really awesome. So for everybody watching, uh, Velvet Joker, uh, Rich set that up. Thank you so much, Rich. I bound you. Well done, buddy. Absolutely. I think that went well. I think they were very responsive, and we did not inundate them with just bullets and bullets of questions and just kept it nice and personal, and I thought it went well. I definitely got some good jokes in there. You did. Yeah, I'm, you know, she's cracking up. I was like, got to make sure never, that you remember. It, it's never happened before, but I'm going to stop Cam because my I'm going to have a bladder explosion. So you guys continue for a moment. Okay, okay you cool. You, you go you go empty, <laughs> empty the, your ace chemicals. Got it. Uh, j just a heads up, I did have to block somebody uh, in, in the chat. There was somebody being an asshat that doesn't realize that we broadcast to multiple locations. Uh, a ton of different locations, including Hellfire Radio with uh, 
you know, over 80,000 uh, uh, people tuning in there. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was he was rude. So I, I had to block him. So, guys, anyone listening, we have a very simple rule. OK, wait one second. D, wait, D, B, A, D. Don't be a dick. Okay, Whatever it's very you. simple. You don't have to agree with our opinions. You don't have to agree with how we run things. You don't even have to like us as hosts. Okay, like people who hated Howard Stern still listen to Howard Stern just because they wanted to see what he said. Okay, it's very simple. All we ask, you can comment, you will do a rest of follow up, all that stuff. Very simple, everybody. Do not be a jackass. Okay? We do not want to have to block slap you. Okay? Totally agree. And uh, Justin, just so you know, we we are trying to get Julie Newmar for a uh, upcoming show. Which will make all fans happy, including my father, who's a fan of, of that show. So... I, I got to take a second to just pause because that just happened. That was amazing. Um, okay, and that just ha- that no, that happened. That was my Tuesday night. That's yeah, okay. absolutely. You I, we, we chatted with the granddaughter, the Empress of, of Bats. Yeah, I just friend requested her, and if she accepts, if she and Rich accept, I I'm just I, by this point I'm just collecting guest stars like Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean they're super nice, super personable. You know, there was no ego there. It was all, it was all love. Oh no, she was, she was fantastic. Her, she was great. Every listen, point being is everybody. If you want to meet famous people, okay, either go to a con and pay the money, start a podcast, <laughs> or, you know, or get it be a journalist. There's the three ways to do it. Okay, I, I'm not documenting the dinner, by the way. Well, why would we think you would? Like, that's your business. Well, I'm just buddy. letting like, you know. Well, that just we would just expect you to give us the story later. No, no, no. We, we we want him to set up cameras. We will. Do Leo wants cameras. This isn't. This is Leo. Real world your life is a drama. Doesn't mean that that you know that that his life or me because you. There's no real world for this. Just, really, just a heads world. up. Uh, just another Leo story. Uh, yes, Leo. I, I oh, did. Try, I did try to convince my wife that we needed to have uh, a live stream going of our wedding, but she did not fall for it. <laughs> no, she wasn't going for it. <laughs> no, no. Not at all. She was like, "You get the X." She, yeah, she, listen, <laughs> that'd be a bigger ex- listen, buddy. That'd be a bigger explosion when they blew up the Death Star. Like, you don't want that, man. No, you don't want that no. life. I, I, I did uh, get the Imperial March during our uh, walk-in, though. So. Nice. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Isn't that kind of like a what? death march? Yeah, that's like... Leo. No, wait, wait. you're wait, missing the... No, 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 no. No, you missed an opportunity. Because what should have happened was after you two kissed, then you have the end song for new hope playing you know after luke and han yeah. got their medals that would have been awesome because then it that is great you're walking down the death march is she is she marrying you or getting executed <laughs> all right so it, it was, drew it, it, is directing the second 
vows. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, so speaking of Drew, Drew brought us a, a great mini series for uh, for this week, and right. I I, def- I want to get you to do the uh, the synopsis of it. But before you do, I'm going to do a really quick uh, Sophia. Yay, so, Sophia! Uh, so picture 1997. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this on the fly. Uh, so uh, top, uh, you know, looking at the the top movies of uh 1997 uh where did my link go damn it damn it damn it damn it damn it uh okay we're gonna do top tv uh so where the hell where the hell where did it go where did where's this professionality (laughs) uh okay top grossing uh movies for 1997 uh the number one movie of the year was men in black with over 250 million dollars uh, after that is uh, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, a liar, liar. Do you remember that, Jim Carrey? Yeah, that was a fun movie. Yeah, it was Air Force it's One. Holy blue. shit! And Titanic. How did Titanic get to number five? Oh, yeah. Uh, and movie. number six, Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope to re-release. Yeah, we had that right. in the '90s as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, top-rated TV for 1997, uh, obviously Seinfeld and ER. Veronica's mm-hmm. Closet. I didn't even watch that. What the uh, hell? I have no idea what that is. Uh, and Friends and Touched by an Angel. I'm watching none of those. Uh, I watched Touched by an Angel. That was pretty what cool. was Touched by an Angel about? I've always uh, wanted to ask this. Like, what was it? It, it was. It was the guy from Little House on the Prairie, which he was a angel that, like, I don't think he could ascend to heaven or something like that. And he was just, you know, down on Earth trying to, you know, it's sort of like Quantum Leap, but with angels. Oh, speaking you know, of tra- Quantum Leap, yeah. R.I.P. to Dean Stockwell, you know, he just, yeah. he went the final jump home, guys. He did. He did. That's sad. He did. That's the best way I can put it. Uh, but but w- was there a bartender up there? Get out. Sorry. <laughs> Get out. Uh, uh, just, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. That was good. It was just I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, just just to finish up, Saturday morning cartoons in 1997. They were still around. You could watch the new adventures of Batman and Superman, Pinky yeah. and the Brain, uh, the adventures of Sam and Max, uh, and uh, Ninja Turtles, as always, and then comics. Top comics of 1997, Darkness was number one, uh, issue number 11. Uh, Superman, number 123. Uh, Fantastic Four, number one. Captain America, number one. And Avengers, number one. So, yes, the 90s. It was all about reboots. Right? Someone's making his way onto the screen. Yep. I'm just just trying to position it properly. Oh, yes. This is my custom Jack Knight Pop Funko that a friend of mine had made for me because there to this day is still no Starman. So this is about Uh as good an introduction as anything. Hello, kids. Now, funny fact that Athena Finger should bring up Garner Fox because Garner Fox is one of the co-creators of Starman. Starman being um, Ted Knight, uh, the hero of Opal City a wonderful golden age hero that eventually retired when he grew too old to do the job, something that was passed down to his son, David. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, David would be assassinated 
uh, early in his career as Starman, and the mantle would be then begrudgingly accepted by his other son, Jack. So Jack, being taking on Starman in his own way, uh, chose to create his own Starman identity without wearing the costume with his father and somewhat of a, let's say, old man Bruce from Batman Beyond capacity, along with his friends and the police force and our subject of our characters, Shade, or the Shade, a former Golden Age villain, also uh, immortal, who likes to make Opal City his home. So, oh, that's, I'm, I'm good, guys. I think we caught up. You can take it off me now. That work. <laughs> yep. So... So essentially, the reason I recommended the Shade miniseries, and as I was explaining to, to my co-collaborators um, here, is that, that we've recently seen Shade uh, make his first debut live action on uh, Stargirl. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a member of the Injustice League, uh, where he was a, a villain, and he has been coming back to assist... Uh, Courtney Whitmore and her new JSA. Um, I forgot who, who plays him. Uh, fantastic actor, though, regardless. And I figured that might be an interesting thing. Now, this series was a main series that uh, takes part uh, during the Starman series, the Starman series that was started by James Robinson and Tony Harris, uh, who were basically the primary team for, I would say, about half of the run. Would say yeah, with the occasional guest artist, of course. Um, this miniseries takes place where it's both a prequel, explaining events that happened in Shade's life, but it's also in some way kind of filling in the blanks of his history, considering that Shade is an immortal. He was born in the Victorian England era, uh, of what how old we don't really know, but he's his uh, what transformed him and gave him his powers has essentially left him immortal. So that's one part of the cool things here. So I could rave about this for the remainder of time that we have, but I won't. Um, I want to, but I won't. Um, so there's so much to say, but first things first, the I cannot tell you guys how much I love this entire series. James Robinson, this is still my favorite work that he had that he he's ever done. Um the story, the way he writes, as like I was saying to Leo, you know, if this story was made today, this would be, have been eight issues and it would have been drawn out unnecessarily. This tight four-issue miniseries tells such a rich story that I really feel that you don't see this kind of storytelling in mainstream comics. You might see it some of it in independent publishing, but oh man, this this was this is this is still one of the best. But I'm biased because I'm a huge fan, as you can tell by my friend here. Um, so, guys, what did you think? Oh, well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This um, was easily one of my favorite villain origin uh, stories. It was super dark. Mm -hmm. um, for the first two issues, it was a straight-up period piece. Right. Um, and then within the story... There were these, uh, I would call it like an interjecture 
of stories that were going on at a similar time, but yet mm-hmm. still somehow needed to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, all in written form, um, just in text, a beautiful poetic text mm-hmm. um, that uh, I don't even know how to drew um, to, to put it all together. This was a, a very original miniseries. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like this. This is a, a yeah. very original concept. Like I said, the first two issues were a period piece. And then we had sort of this classic 50s uh, Jay Garrick crossover and introduction mm-hmm. of sort of the shade being not 100% evil mm-hmm. um, with him having a, uh, a relationship with Jay and a friendship mm-hmm. that develops over the years um, of them right. battling um and uh very very interesting um i want more i i need more shade um and there are more um, which i have not yet delved into but i'm definitely looking forward to it so Please. thank you drew for this You're introduction welcome. yes and it's it's so funny because i like again i i own i own the series in, in issue form um it's not going to surprise anybody here or anyone who knows me that i have all of these issues signed um because I got to meet James back in 2016 when I put together a Starman group when him and Tony Harris were at a, a again, just like Athena and Richard, a small convention. Um, they did a Starman reunion and I showed up with my entire collection, uh, which is easily over a hundred uh, books um, and a group of cosplayers who did a favor to me and dressed like the characters. And James's face when he saw that is something that I will never forget. He was flabbergasted and it was just such a great time. Um, I'm sorry. I'm babbling because I, I see this stuff, but I've met him. I've met Gene Ha, who did the beautiful artwork that you're looking at now for the first issue. Uh, he is a stupendous artist. He also did work, not just for this series, but he did an award-winning work for Alan Moore on their book Top Ten. So, which I cannot recommend more to anybody. His style is fantastic. Um, and I've also met Brett Blevins, who did the, as Rich put it, the issue three, uh, which was him and his relationship with Jay Garrick, AKA uh, the Golden Age Flash. Um, so, Jack, I'm going to put you away for right now. Uh, and honestly, I, God damn it. Sorry, he fell. Um, so, uh, yeah, I cannot tell you guys how much it, it really made me happy to to reread this. Um, and again, Rich, like you said, what I love is that is that James tells a story, but he, and then he'll tell another story because this is essentially a chrono. This is an uh, illustrated narration of a journal, and what I love is there are still some stories here that I would love to know. I think I remember rereading one that talks about him and there's something about a ghost of Pancho Villa. And I'm like, I want to read that story. Like what? Um, But I think the thing that I really enjoy is that you have an enemy who's essentially immortal. And then you have this family that has a ridiculous vendetta against him who are so dedicated in their hate 
that they are literally producing enemies that are essentially for him to 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 fight and i will say this that one of my favorite moments in this is the whole marguerite ludlow the one that broke his heart like god that's heartbreaking man you know um i again like i said this this entire little mini series is is just one of the many gems of the Starman series, which I have always recommended to anybody who really just wants to to see that not all of '90s DC was a misfire. Like there are there were some great stories during this era of DC, and this is one of them because I don't really think we'll ever see something like this again. And it is such a, a beautiful thing. Now, so. Yeah, being Leo, our shining uh, being of positivity, uh, barring, of course, when you are the snake assassin. Mm. Um, what was snake your assassin. overall thought process on this series? Yes, what do you think, Leo? Uh, well, Rich is right, I, I, I am mostly positive about things, but uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the series as well. It was very refreshing. Uh, the the period piece, I absolutely loved it. Just the way it was written is, you know, it, it's obviously we don't know exactly how people spoke in that era, but I could imagine he did his research and it just seemed very oh, yeah. authentic for the first two issues. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just a, amazing story. Now, now uh, I had trouble reading the uh, the handwritten parts. Um, uh, my eyes were were uh, messed up that night, but um, mm-hmm. did it explain how he lost his memory? It's it's actually funny. Um, I was going to say because I had a feeling you were going to bring that up because that's a common question. And James was the and this is one of the best things that he was the writer for the entire series. So right up to the end of Starman. Um, this is just, like I said, beautiful, beautiful end. Um, he was the main writer. And then he did, as part of the New 52, he did a 12-issue miniseries um, with, that was focused on The Shade. And the last issue of that reunited him with Gene Ha, and they, ex- they basically explain what happened the night he got his powers and who he is. So if you really want to continue that journey, I definitely recommend checking that out because it is just fantastic. Um, yeah, so they do explain. Uh, send me the title and I'll look it up and I'll, uh, oh, yeah. if you just look up the, if you just look up the shade and the it's shade. The, yeah, it's the new 52 series. It's okay. Fantastic. And again, all James and it shows, um, it shows. And like I said, it's, I've said everything I can, you know, I can only repeat how, how amazing I think this, this series is, uh, because such a wonderful testament to how, how comics are and how comics were. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, and you also get an idea that James, along with his collaborators, they have such a, a wonderful reverence for the golden age. Um, you can just tell by the way that he he really goes into, especially when he talks about the heroes, like the way that he described Jay Garrick, um, some of the 
which you now look at it, some of the ridiculous villains of the the golden age, like the fiddler, really? <laughs> um, no, it's just, it, again, like I said, guys, I, I cannot praise this series enough. And it's just so wonderful. Uh, and it's actually funny because I actually recreated one of the photos in this. Um, I got a photo of me dressed as the shade because um, I cost I I switch I switched costumes with uh, my girlfriend because when we did the Starman group, she actually dressed as shade. She's read the whole thing and she loved it too. Um, she was a shade and I was Jack Knight. And uh, Rich knows this because he knew me first in the cosplay scene. I mean. I'm known for a few cosplays, but one of those is always going to be uh, Jack Knight Starman. Um, and we switch, and I was shade, and I have a photo with me shaking hands with um, the actor who plays who portrays Jay Garrick on The Flash, and now also on Stargirl. John Wesley and, Ship. Yeah, John Wesley Ship, who's guys. Anytime he's, he has a, a chance to meet he's that delightful. Is. He's a delightful guy. Oh he's yeah, so yeah. personal. He he really. That's the best choice you could have got for Jay Garrick. He really embodies the golden age personality and charm. Like I have a photo of me shaking his hand, which is similar to the photo. I think it's in the fourth issue, fourth or third issue where they agree. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll be enemies again, but we can still be friends right now. And um yeah, and I, I got to show, when I got to meet Brett Blevins, who's the artist for the third issue, Kids That You're Looking At Now, I showed him that, and he thought that was amazing. So my point being is, to everybody listening, if it matters to you, that's all that ever matters. If you have a crazy idea that you want to do, if it's for a favorite book and everything, do it. It does not matter the views you get on Instagram, does not matter the hits. Do it for yourself. Get yeah, that self win, because you will never regret that. And if you are a fan of comic villains and you don't know a lot about the Shade, I highly recommend this book. Absolutely, this is an excellent book. And the Shade is—you may think he's a silly character, but he is a deep, dark character. Oh yeah, I I, I think that James really elevated him beyond that that golden age silliness. I mean, you know, you would just think, oh, it's a well-dressed man who has shadow creatures. Ah! But right. he really added a lot of that personal history and tragedy and darkness just because, you know, and again, that a lot of that was explored in his Starman series. And honestly, guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like, if you read the whole thing, like, he really pushes shade along some heights that I don't think anybody has done since. Um, I mean, for instance, right here, this entire issue is essentially a battle of nature versus nurture. You know, you have shade discovering what appears to be the last of the Ludlows and he's stuck with a dilemma. Do I kill you and end this threat? Like I should have, as he said that, like I should have the first two children who I left alive who spawned this hatred or do I give you that chance to, to bury this and be better? You know, it was, it's great. And um, 
and again, you have to also the artwork here is by Michael Zuli, who um, I also know as someone who cl has collaborated with uh, Neil Gaiman on his Sandman oh. run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if his that's why that art style just again gorgeous. Um, yeah. So, l like I said, James always chose extremely talented collaborators for Starman, and it really just made the entire thing just a, a beautiful DC tapestry. Um, I mean, I think my favorite moment in here is is when you have them sitting down, and I think, I think shade offers him like drugs and he says no thank you and then the guy offers him yeah this right here i think he offers him like a chew, like chew. some candy and they're like, oh, I think good. It was and, chew. Yeah. oh i care for a pinch and he says no nah, do you care for a chew yep he's like no thank you and then they both just laugh about it i was just like again it's just small moments but they're so wonderfully natural you know, well, um, you also have, you know, this character that, you know, is definitely I mean, he's not really an antihero. He just goes, you know, willy nilly killing people. But it's, mm -hmm. you know, going back to to the beginning where, you know, everything just seems so prim and proper. Everything, you know, seemed so rosy. You had this family trying to protect him. And then it turns out the family is a, a bunch of psychos that just, you know, want to, you know, kill him and uh it, it's just you have a hero not really you have a villain that's not totally dark and then you end up having a hero that is is mostly dark uh later in the series as well yeah you, you had that balance well i think the thing being is is again shade presents a unique opportunity you have this character who is essentially immortal you know he's you know he he was a blank slate Whoever he was before the night they gave him his abilities is gone. So he's this blank slate. And he had this chance to reinvent himself. And he found out that not only is he immortal, but he has these, these horrific powers, um, which, again, he's used to kill people. He's used to all, all these things. So he's been a blank slate. He's been a villain. He's been a murderer. He's been a thief. But he, in some ways, you know, he grew bored of it. And he found something that worked, being the, the cartoony villain to a superhero. And he, he even said that himself. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really like the other villains, but I do keep on good terms because you never know if you're going to need that help. And essentially what Shade is, he's evil-ish, but he has his rules. He's very much an evil, but with morals. So he's kind of like Dexter. He's evolved. Yeah, I guess, in some way. Yeah, um, absolutely. He's gone know. from a cold-blooded murder. I mean, listen, his powers were born when he was trying. They were trying to murder him. Let, let's not forget, we didn't even start on that. This family that has this whole vendetta against him, mm -hmm. they found this guy who had no memory. They took him in, and then they're like, oh, now we're going to kill you. Right. Until he, he runs off, hides, and just when they're about to kill him... He reacts. As, as many mutant or, or such powers emit, they exploded and killed that whole family. And that is why they have the revenge against him. But, you know, like you said, he was a bad guy. He was a villain. He killed for no reason. He killed just to eat. He killed to, 
you know, have treasures, adventures, whatever he needed to do. But then, mm -hmm. you know, he, he comes to the point when, well, I don't, I don't need to kill people and all right. the time, okay. only when necessary. And, and uh, just, just to back up the, the, the family, it wasn't just to kill him. It was just to use him as a patsy. Uh, Right. Yeah, a, a patsy because, you know, the family's been killing people for, you know, years, you know, just, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to to steal their wealth and to build up their own. You know, it, it's just and you could imagine that people like that actually existed back then. You know, it's just messed up. Monsters. Indeed. Monsters, indeed. What? Monsters, monsters. So I'm giving this a 4.75 because I feel so strongly about it. And that is a rare, rare rating for me. Wow. You know, I, I'm I'm right there. I was going to give this a 4.5. Def, definitely, uh, definitely high up there. Drew, you're, you're Drew, you picked it. So you got to feel strongly about it. Guys, I'm giving this one of my rare ones. This is a rare. This is a five. This is, oh, this nice. is, yeah, to me, this isn't just a, a beautiful story. This is just, just, this is comics at their finest. And to be quite honest, uh, that's just essentially how I look at it. This is, this is where comics should be. It should just be a wonderful expression of, of the medium. And that's, that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Cool. there we have it. There we go. Another okay. show in the can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> that, this has been an amazing night. You know, we had a great story to read, had an amazing guest. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. If uh, you're just tuning in now, definitely rewind and go check out the Athena and uh, Rick interview. Uh, Please and do. And then... Uh, then go pick up uh, Shade. It's available in graphic novel form. So uh, I'm sure you can find that on Amazon or go to your local comic shop. And uh, yeah. You guys have any last mm -hmm. words before we wrap it up? Nah. No. Love you guys. Having fun. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Definitely uh, check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, for me, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network, about 40 shows on a network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Follow these two awesome dudes. Drew, where do you like people interacting with you? Oh, um, I'm on Facebook. My name is what I what it is. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm Ghostbusterman1984. I do a lot of work with Screen Rant. So I post articles on my Facebook and on my LinkedIn. Um, or you can just look me up. Dramala screen rent. Um, who knows? Maybe there's something that you'll enjoy there. Um, I do a lot of work with the splash pages, the dorkening. I'm also working a lot with Chris on the spectacular Spider-Man, Salvashima Paracast, and a few projects with other projects that hopefully we'll get to a little bit more progress with. And um, I'm just just chilling, just you know, doing doing the thing. Waiting for afterlife. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. It's, it's just, you know, while yeah. I got you yeah, full screen, just real quick, what did you think of the final trailer? If anybody spoils this movie for me, I swear to God, 
Gozer. What happens to Gozer is getting off light. <laughs> I'm going to say that, and I want to make this abundantly clear. I don't care who you are. I don't care how I know you. I will end you if you ruin this for me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, so well, did, did uh, I'm, I'm assuming you did watch the final trailer or you're holding off yeah. on trailers? Whoa, okay. whoa, 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 Leo, Leo, Leo. Trailers are fine. I'm holding off on clips. I'm going into this blind, okay? This is a very rare thing for me. I want to enjoy this the first time. Oh, yeah. I want to enjoy this myself. Then all of the clips, all of the things. And I promise you, Kiddiums, whoever's watching all that, I will not spoil it for you. If you want to have a calm, rational, adult conversation in the DMs, you know, shoot me a proton stream, okay? But I swear to God. Oh, I want to shoot proton streams all over Drew's face right now. You don't, Rich, Rich, you do not know what you're asking, man. Do not cross those streams. But my point being is everybody, and this is and this is stressing for everybody, okay? I don't care what the movie is. I don't care what the thing is. You need to use some basic cod damn fucking respect. And understand that not everybody can see it that's the, the week of its premiere, the yeah, week totally. after or whatnot. Give it fucking time. Okay? Let people enjoy it. If it's been a year and the person hasn't seen it, go hog wild. Okay? Wait, you mean we can't post spoilers like that Thursday it comes out? No. That's amazing because here's the thing. It's it's basically like not saying I would do that. I would no, I know, I know. But yeah. I'm just basically saying, Leo, that's that. I could tell Dexter you about Dexter's like, First Blood if you want. But that no, would no, be that, yeah, hold look, off. I'm, I'm waiting to watch that. The way I look at it is this, Leo, is when you're watching a magic trick for the first time, um, you, you hate that kid who has to point out how the magician does it. Oh, it's a magnet because, underneath the such and such. Yeah, exactly. Because the kid isn't doing it. The kid is doing it because he wants you to be as miserable as he is. Yeah. Okay. That's the way I've always looked at it. So, is, so you're telling me that little kid is a YouTuber that posts the spoiler in the title with the screenshot? Yes. And here's the other thing I, I, I say to that is just don't click on it. Okay. Everybody just don't click on it. If you want to be blind, Stay blind, okay? Because that's just it. Now, here's the thing. Like, if I'm talking about, like, if you want to understand how it's done after the fact, that's different. That's what movies that made us will go for. You know, like, I love learning how we made some of the greatest things that we've done in cinema because it makes you appreciate the people that made them so much more. But what I'm essentially saying is everybody deserves to go into a movie and enjoy it as if it's the first time. Totally. If they hate it, that's fine. If they love it, that's great. If it inspires them, whoop-de-fucking-do. Okay? But you taking that joy from them is a selfish move. And I'm sorry, but I have less respect for people that just think that that's okay to do, especially the day the movie premieres. All right. Well, even before it premieres, like Eternals, uh, 
friggin' uh, spoilers were leaking like before it came out. Yeah, you know why? It's because that's because essentially the way the world is, and Athena pointed this out. It's all about what attention you can get. You want that clickbait. You know what I mean? You want that that attention, that that circulation. The word of mouth is still strong. Okay. And I like how we were saying goodbye and suddenly we got caught in the Sorry. So, Sorry. so my point being is, guys, okay, just before I say anything, I hope y'all enjoy the movie. Okay. I know because I already got tickets for the for the 18th. Okay. Nice. So but my point being is it's the same thing that we said while um, Rich was giving his own toilet a chemical bath. All right. It's very important. Everybody just be better. Okay. Don't be a dick. Doesn't just apply to this podcast. And when we have guests. Okay. Just be better. Don't be a dick. Okay. Totally. That's all I have to say. And on that note, Good night. <laughs> well, Velvet Joker, where do you like people interacting with you? Well, on the Facebook, I'd be known as the Rich Davis. Um, you can hear me here every Tuesday night on the Splash Pages with my beautiful co-hosts, Leo and Drew. And uh, you can find me on the Gram at the Velvet Joker 2021. That's where I be. So uh, are you going to change that to 2022 for next year? Nah. Screw that. Let's go okay. classic. <laughs> uh, speaking of 2022, we got some big stuff happening. So uh, I will clue you in because uh, I would definitely like your help on some stuff. But with that, uh, we will catch you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. Peace out. Bye, everybody. Show me the money.